Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Kind of excited, but we have uh, uh, 
Bobby Rodrigo connected us with him, and he's an advocate and an activist, and he's working out of uh, Missouri. And if you know much about Missouri, it's uh, not been historically a very friendly place, but um, we made some progress. That's where uh, Jeff Mazansky was um, imprisoned and and uh, released from. So um, I believe we've made some progress, but let's uh, see what Zemtech has to say. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Well, thanks for having me on the show today. Absolutely. So I understand you're calling through Skype or something. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Because my working phone kind of has bad quality. Yeah, no, it sounds great. I, I, I'm actually impressed. So, uh, well, why don't I don't know? Uh, I've never met you, but um, Bobby has done a good job thus far of bringing in guests that are relevant and um, have have something to say that. Um, our listeners would understand or, or have an opinion about one way or another. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the work you're doing? Well, I've been the leader of Missouri Cannabis Reform since like 2015. And uh, why don't you? What is what is Missouri Cannabis Reform? What do you guys? Uh, I mean, it, it sounds pretty apparent. Um, by the name of, of what you're doing, but I mean, specifically, like, you know, there's a lot of reform groups that in my groups. opinion are not necessarily even helping us because um, they pass laws that are generally suck. And, uh, you know, Oh yeah. Like the amendment too. Oh, like a lot of things. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing specifically and kind of what your goals are, you know, do you have an end game with this? Well, see right now, our main focus is to find a good public leader. I'm not a uh, really a good public speaking type person. Plus, I'm just okay. not exactly the best looking person. So, and <laughs> I want to bring. Welcome that's the reason the why I'm on this radio. <laughs> you don't have to be pretty to be good. <laughs> well, even though I may know all my cannabis facts and whatnot, when I get in front of a crowd and everything else, I, I just. Some people are good at public speaking and some people are not. And I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses and my weaknesses is public speaking. So I'm right Got now, it. I'm looking for a person to lead the full legalization effort here in Missouri that will work with his own or her own worst enemy to get legalization done. Because we do have a lot of support for full legalization here in Missouri. So don't let John Payne of the uh, or, or the Show Me Cannabis or Nam or whatever you wish to call them, don't let him deceive you. He is a corporate sellout. Uh, because it's like none of the stuff that we ask him, like we asked him for, okay, he wants to post a lot of fake polls that there's no support for full legalization in Missouri when he does not even want to join any of the groups or pages other than his own or normal. He refuses to join any other groups. So how would he even know about the full legalization effort here in Missouri? So there is a lot, a lot of support. The only thing that we are lacking is a real good public leader. 
Once we get a good you public know, leader, uh, legalization you know, is a done deal. Do you know a woman by the name of Dolores Halbin? I do not believe so. Well, she I is. Could, uh, uh, I think. She's in Missouri. Anyways, um, she's uh, uh, a friend of our our organization. She's a member of our organization, and um, she's uh, a, an incredible speaker. She's a nurse, and uh, she lost her husband to the drug war, and um, she almost uh, lost her nurse's license. And, and we uh, did a campaign to help her uh, maintain it, and um, she's back. She's back in business, but uh, she, she's an amazing. She does, um, I mean, I don't know, I can't speak for her what she's able or willing to do, but I know that she has a good voice, and she's not shy, <laughs> and, and she's a, she's a lover, too. Good. Definitely, uh, definitely uh, nobody's going to turn their head away from her, so I don't know if she's willing or not, but I'll throw her hat in the ring. You might want to reach out to her again. Ooh. Her name is Dolores Halbin. She's uh, a friend of the show for sure. Well, you can post her, you can uh, tag her up there on our Missouri Cannabis Reform page and invite her to the group and page. Well, well, the group, the Missouri Cannabis Reform group itself is for locals only. I want to make sure that when we, because we are actually, we are writing a petition by the people for the people instead of buy big business for big business like what John Payne and Nam and Show Me Cannabis does. You know, we want to bring back the middle class and we believe that full legalization to where there's not these stupid insane grow fees or license fees and whatnot that eliminate the average Joe. When, When we talk about legalization, you know, to me that's kind of a that's kind of a word that makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit because generally when people say legalize, they're attaching all kinds of restrictions to it. And you, were, you know, what, what, what we're talking about is decriminalizing or ending prohibition or repealing prohibition. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of words. You know, when you say legalize, I mean, what, what kind of, a, of an initiative are you thinking about putting out there? You're thinking about, you know, having plant limits? Making it legal to where it- – Making it legal to where it's grown like corn, basically. Okay, well that's that's a little different than legalization. Then that's that's you know when when people talk about legalized, they generally are implying a lot of taxation and regulation and 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 whatnot. It sounds like you have more of an idea towards a repeal. You have a, a law that says you can't do it. What if you just repealed that law? Well, that's one thing that I, that's one reason why I need a little bit more expertise on the matter. And I'm not a lawyer. Seems like a little simple so, way to do it, though. I mean, I mean, if there's, there's, if there's a, I mean, if I can get some help on that front, I would eat it up. I would eat well, it up. Well, um, we do have um, a group, we have a chapter in Kansas that has created uh, an initiative and they're actually calling it the Human Solution Act. Um, and it's modeled after the Oklahoma uh, law that, that has come into play. And the Oklahoma law is, is, is a, as these laws go, pretty darn decent. Um, you know, I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not perfect, but I haven't heard of, of a bunch of raids going on because people are 
each other because they don't have the right paperwork like they're doing in California. California, it used to be everybody was illegal, and then a bunch of people were sort of legal because we had a law that allowed medical use. And now we have a law that says if you got your paperwork right, then you're technically legal. Now all the people that have paperwork right, they're ratting on the people that don't have their paperwork right. Now we got more raids than we've ever had. Right. So sure. it's it's it turned into a, a, a cluster truck in a way that is not happy. <laughs> um, and, and there's, there's more people that are that are, you know, the only good thing about it is because of the way that our law was written. The, the stakes aren't aren't so horrid. You know, when I when I was raided and, and arrested and charged, they charged me with a dozen felonies, and I was looking at, at you know, 10 years plus in prison. Um, nowadays, if you get hit, it's misdemeanors and fines. So it's definitely, you know, there's progress made on that front, but they still will raid you, and they'll still steal all your stuff, and they'll still make you run through court. And in a lot of cases, they're still pursuing criminal, uh, um, you know, criminal action. And the thing of it is, is if you write your law right um, and you make it more inclusive, like in California, you got all these freedoms to, to have possession, right? But there's still yeah. limits to what you can grow. There's still limits to what you can have. There's still limits to what you can make and how you can make it. There's limits to what you can sell and how you can sell it. Who you can sell it to, there's limits to how you can transport it, huge limits to how you can transport it. So they they kinda choke you off. They say, Go ahead and go ahead and run and then they tie your two legs together and they take your arms behind your back and they put a ball gag in your mouth and they say, Okay, tell me if you got any problems and you flatter oh, yeah. and flop on your face and you can't talk because you got a damn ball gag in your mouth. So don't do that, yeah. <laughs> whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, well see well, that's one thing that we are trying to prevent. But we do believe that we there should be some regulations, though. You know, like, but what I can fully, like, like, well, like, uh, like, uh, do not sell to minors. A simple. It does not have to be. It's still legal for minors to have it. It's still legal for adults to have it. But just have a simple do not sell to minors. Anyone that sells to a minor, boom. They're they're penalized, you know, because I can yeah, understand no a parent because I can understand a parent's reasoning that hey they do not want their kids sold to. I can fully understand that. I respect that, and law should help the parents do their job. So that's well, the reason why I have no problems that, with the simple do not sell to minors. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's that's. That's exactly what that is. It's a parent's job, and just like you know, they have they have tobacco laws that says you can't you can't sell to tobacco. I mean, you can't sell tobacco to to kids. You can't sell alcohol to kids. You can't sell. I I think I don't know. I think kids can buy over the counter drugs though, which is kind of interesting. So, um, it actually you know, depends on the drug. Like I think like. Sudafed, there are some uh, over-the-counter drugs that the kids are not able to buy. Yeah, but a kid can I buy can't aspirin. Remember. A kid, can, a kid yeah. can A kid can buy children's aspirin, which which hundreds of kids die from every year, and and yeah. they can walk up to uh, walk up to the CVS and they can buy a, 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 a you know jumbo pack of children's aspirin or or allergy medicine or or you name it. 
and they can take it and die. But if a kid got a hold of pot, in the worst of all case scenarios, let's take it to the worst place there is. Oh, wait. No, they don't die. So Yeah, I, I know. Just I mean, cannabis, I just, so what, my, my, one of my... I'm sorry, what was that? No, I'm just saying, I just want to be mindful of that, that we have oh, yeah. a, um, a situation where... Uh, we're not just putting something in to appease people. Why don't we just educate people about the truth about it? And, you know, again, I don't have any issue with, with, with a clause that says, yeah, you know, don't, don't sell to minors or it'll be like you sold tobacco to them. Um, but, again, I just want to be – people get so hung up on that. And I want to, you know, say a kid can buy a lot of really dangerous stuff Stuff that can kill them really oh, easy, true. and there's no restrictions to it. So, just I don't want to, you know, don't get yourself lost in that. In the in that, what else do you want to regulate? How else, yeah, what else? I can understand. You yeah. Well, like, uh, well, actually, it's not really regulations, but I would like to add protections for the people, like these, uh, okay. like, uh, like the DUI. You know, they can't be tested. You know, unless they get an actual test to actually, I mean, an actual, I guess, uh, like a blood test or whatever that can Listen, actually test an your actual current impairment. You know, I, got that an shouldn't... That. I got an answer for that. So here's, here's the deal. And I've already got um, potentially in Kansas, we're going to be presenting this to the law enforcement. This is. The simple, but it's a solid answer to that for the whole DUI thing, right? So in every state that we pass legislation that allows for uh, recreational use, the first thing that happens is they start rolling out the DUI um, uh, laws that are super aggressive, and there's no way to prove that somebody's actually impaired, right? So what do we do? Unless you actually give them like a field sobriety, you know, if they're stumbling over and falling. I got the answer. It's a simple answer. We can do this, but we got to get on the same page with it. What would you think if somebody had to go sit in the back of a um, cop car and put on a virtual uh, simulator game for all intents and purposes? With a regular, with a real gas pedal, a real brake, a real shifter, a real clutch, whatever, but an, an actual, an actual driving simulator, and you got to go through and you got to drive in a simulator, and and score a certain score. That would tell anybody, regardless of what you were impaired with or not, are you able to drive, right? You would be able to quantify it like just right idea. there. Yeah, it sounds like a so great like idea. Costly. The only thing that I would well, have that. Well, not really that I would have a problem with, but what the city government would have a problem with is the cost, because I can see quite a bit of the cost. They have this technology. It's already in existence. It, it would not be that expensive. It would be cheaper than running a blood test, I can, I can assure you. And, and this is something that, you know what, it would, it would be unequivocal. You wouldn't be able to argue with it, because if you got strapped into this thing, and you know it would monitor your pulse rate. It would monitor your heart. You know your your whatever basics. And of course, you'd probably be a little nervous and say, "Well, I was all nervous because I was in the back of a cop car." 
But at the end of the day, you know, you're driving in a car, in a regular car, right? The cop comes behind you. You're nervous too. Same, same situation applies. And I mean, yeah. anyways, I don't want to ram that down your throat. I'm just saying, the cops in Kansas, one of the roughest spots in the, in the country, maybe as bad as Missouri, Mississippi. They, they are looking at that, going, huh? That just might work. So I'm just saying, That's there isn't a good idea, and if it. And if it's uh, as cheap as you say it is, uh, yeah, that's sounds like a great idea. Hey, listen, I got Craig Cecil calling in from federal prison right now. He's serving a, a life sentence in Indiana right now for pot. So I'm going to put him on live, and then we'll get right back to you. All right. Craig Cecil, how are you doing? Hello, Joe. Actually, I'm trying to figure out how to get a hold of Justice Smollett's lawyer. <laughs> oh, yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, yeah, equal protection under the law, huh? <laughs> oh, we'll just, we'll, we'll just drop it. What the hell? We're good. <laughs> oh, my. They said he did four hours of community service, so it's a wrap. No, I guess we're good then. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's um everybody gets fair treatment, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that one didn't make much sense, but I can tell you, I listen to Chicago news from here. Everybody's mad. The mayor, the chief of police, everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, put it this way: Did they put way too much attention to the story to begin with? Yeah. Did they probably spend way too many man hours, you know, turning it into a story just to turn it away from a story? Yeah. Put a couple of guys on it like you would anybody else. You know, treat them like anybody else and whatever. Let it, you know. But the fact is, is they made it into this big old thing. They put all this money at it, and then all of a sudden they figured it out somehow. And the funny part is it's like a microcosm of uh, what's been happening in D.C. with the Russian collusion and all that. Oh, God. The timing is actually, I mean, the whole thing, the both of them are really similar in that regard. I know, I know. It, it, you know, it's it's so funny. The the if you go back about I don't know what is it, fifteen years or so, the 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 Democrats were all going. You know what? Let's just move on. Let's just get past it, right? And now it's totally the opposite. We got to find it. We got to get them. We got to get them. I'm like, why doesn't somebody pay attention to the real shit that's going on right now? There's like real problems happening in the world today that affect real people right here and right now, and yet nobody talks about them. Well, that's my thing is, is I mean, what are we doing about immigration? What are we doing about our health care problems? What are we doing about the national debt? What are we, I mean, there's so many things I could be, you know, looking at, especially the, uh, Ending marijuana prohibition, but instead they're arguing about stupid things that make sense on TV. Well, you know, it's uh, it's it's all about the ratings. It's all about the money. It's all about those Benjamins, and you know, and with politics, it's all about the next office. It's about what you know. What are you going to do next? Every single politician, it seems like, from the second they get elected, they're back on the campaign trail again. Looking for the next thing, you know. Nobody, nobody takes time to actually do their job anymore. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Like you, 
you know, it's all about the, the news cycle rather than about uh, going back to my constituents and saying, you know, look what I accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. Well, you know, there there's there's a good team building, Craig. Um, I've got I've got some really good chapters that are building right now, and I got some a really good team of people, and we're digging in and we're starting to uh, you know really. Uh, figure some plans out, and they're going to weather the storm. We're, we're looking at, at you know, a number of different uh, efforts. We're, we got a, a crew going on in Kansas, and we're actually pushing forward um, some legislation that is separate. You know, the Human Solutions of 501c3, so we're not actually uh, officially doing it as an organization, but the individuals in our in our chapter out there have actually created and submitted a, a bill that's similar to Oklahoma's, and um, we're we're working on um, getting me out there to be able to talk to the le- the lawmakers and explain to them some of the uh, the ins and outs of this, some actual facts that 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 actually can uh, maybe set people's minds at ease about things that they're afraid of, and and maybe awaken them to things that they need to know. You know, there's so much misinformation out there and and the locals aren't helping us they're they're doing things that are uh you know causing chaos and uh, they're getting into these hearings and they're not uh you know they don't know what they're talking about so they're making the they're making the whole effort uh seem not nearly as as together as it is but we're we're powering through it that's for sure i i recently seen a news blurb on that and uh Basically, what their contention was is that marijuana use exacerbates mental illness. <laughs> but uh, they, they couldn't cite any statistics. They couldn't, I mean, they they couldn't make but just a, a generalization, you know, and that was that. Now, why aren't we researching this? Well, you know. When they are researching, you know, uh, weaning people off of opioids, opioids with uh, marijuana. I know, I know. Well, the problem is, is... Our opponents, they get to say anything they want. They get to make these broad statements, and they don't have to have any facts to back it up. And, you know, that's one of the problems with Schedule 1 is that, you know, it limits the research. And even though other countries are doing research, these guys don't seem to be able to find any of it when it comes to that. So they're able to take probably some uh, comment made by somebody somewhere and build a whole, you know, statement of fact around it. And it's unfortunate, but that kind of stuff goes unchecked. That that very thing that you talked about got circulated through the social media and the news circuit. I saw I had a dozen people forward me those articles, um, and they're, you know, they're claiming this whole mental illness thing. It's like, why don't we just do a real scientific study and, and show us how that how you got to that conclusion. They'll never do it. They'll never do it. I agree. I just got some emails yesterday from a person that was in Washington, D.C., meeting with a bunch of different congressmen about uh, marijuana-related issues. Of course, you know Beth. And uh, what she relayed is that there's some real money behind different groups that are actually opposed to just uh, a straight-out repeal of... uh, Marijuana from the Controlled Substance Act, uh, apparently amongst them, the medical marijuana people who would rather see 
like a nationwide uh, provision for medical marijuana so that they might be able to get paid by insurance companies by people those you know who are uh, prescribed marijuana I mean everybody's kind of got their angle I guess well you know there's there's lots of ways to it unfortunately most of the ways have to do with some people gaining access to more dollars and you know, if you were just to repeal it and treat it like chamomile, when was the last time you spent more than a couple of bucks on chamomile? Well, guess what? It would it's be the same. You know, it, it the, the market would take a couple of years to adjust, and then it would just get ridiculously cheap. And then there would be specialty products that you could pay more for. And, you know, insurance doesn't pay for your chamomile tea either. And I understand, you know, there's the, the you got the pharmaceutical industry. They're they're jockeying for position, but if they get in, everybody else gets pushed out. And you know, it, to me, opening up the door to everybody just seems to make the most sense, and it seems to be the most fair, rather than putting all these restrictions down when you still don't have a single case, not one case of a lethal overdose, not one. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And uh, like I say, from the financial sense, it, the consensus seems to be is that especially Canada is taking the worldwide lead in, uh, you know, marijuana industry. And, and we're getting less behind, <laughs> even though we, we want to join. I mean, overwhelmingly, you know, the American consensus is, you know, we want to join this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, what's funny is I, I have I – have fairly strong feelings about, you know, our eco economic system, and it's, it, it's very um, unlike what most sides are. I'm, I'm not, I'm very opposed to um, the corporate raiders being able to do anything they want at everybody's um, expense, but I'm also in no way, you know, uh, 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 divide it all up evenly. I'd say, you know, there's got to be a way that you can have a, an economic system that people that want to do good can do good, and people that don't aren't going to get left behind so bad that they're going to starve. You know, there's a, there's a place in between both sides of the spectrum. And if you do it in a way that supports uh, success rather than only supporting one certain way of, of, of success, I think that we'd be doing a whole lot better. But there's never common sense in this. It's always who's pushing the who's pushing the, the bill, who's lobbying for this, and if you follow the money, it's always the same. You you see that the there's never a win win situation. It's always I'm gonna win so you have to lose. It's always a competitive uh, a point of view, and it doesn't have to be. You know, there, there's there's a number of win-win scenarios here that everybody could get what they want, and even the government could get their share if they were to have some, uh, you know, why not have a state-run pot program where the state can grow pot for the people that need it, just like they give away food, they give away this, they give away that. They could grow pot, and they could sell it, make money off of their pot that they'd grow and sell, but let everybody do it their own way, too. Well, what, what I look at is it's been nearly 100 years since uh, the alcohol prohibition went away, 
And look at alcohol nowadays. <laughs> you know, look how, you know, just in the last five years or so, how many microbreweries have popped up everywhere. Oh, it's everywhere. It yeah. yeah, it didn't get dominated by one or two companies. It didn't, you know, get wiped out. I mean, the, the government managed it with alcohol. Why not use that as a model for, you know, cannabis or anything else? Well, that might make too much sense. You know, they talk about that that's what they were going to do in California and in a lot of states that they have what they call regulate like, like wine or, or, or treat it like alcohol. But the truth is when they get down to it, they don't. The, the the restrictions with alcohol manufacturing are a thousand times more lenient than the restrictions of cannabis manufacturing. And so in the places where they have passed regulations, in California especially, because that's where I live, so I know the most about California, it's regulated to the point where it's not working. It's there's it's everybody that I know that's in the industry and I don't know everybody that's in the industry, but everybody that I do know that is, is struggling because of the way the regulations are. Um, and they don't make sense. You know, they're, 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 they're restrictive to a constrictive point where you can't operate. They bind you up. I've heard that in a, bu a bunch of the state markets that they've, you know, just the, the laws, when they pass the laws up front, a lot of different lobbyists that, you know, were trying to limit things to themselves, and they accomplished that. So now they've got, you know, markets that are so limited to, to you know, overall and dominated by so few people that, you know, the pricing is terrible, that they haven't cut out the illegal market then. So really they haven't accomplished a lot of their goals. Well, you know, it's funny. In a couple of places, like Oregon, for whatever reason, there's not enough people up there and every other person grows. So the the price in Oregon went down below what anybody thought it would, and, and, you know, there's thousands of tons of pot up in Oregon that they can't get rid of. So, you know, they're trying to get it down to California right now because we had all the wildfires, and a lot of farms got burnt out. We, we actually took a hit, and, uh, you know, now they're busting people coming down from Oregon right and left. It's It's, you know, it's, it never makes sense. You know, just think about it. If it was free trade, the states that didn't have it could have it. The states that had too much wouldn't have too much because they could sell it. It, it. it just, you know, uh, it just drives me nuts. just drives me nuts. Right, but they are busting a bunch of marijuana coming down from Oregon and California. Or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they no, they're, 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 there's only so many routes from Oregon to California, and they're... they're, they're there's a lot of pot trying to get down to California. Some of it is, but a lot of it's getting intercepted for sure. But as you know, what I want to push for is that those truckers and those companies can distribute from state to state. Sure. And uh, decriminalize it. And uh, for now, look at the criminal law. If that same truck was hauling a nuclear bomb that somebody was secretly selling, that, first, that truck driver would face up to in prison. But if he's hauling marijuana, he faces up to life in prison. So that's why my push is still on. Let's get a hold of Congress and let's get some uh, drug laws and some marijuana laws that make sense. Let's let's make it so that uh, marijuana crime carries less time than a violent crime. I couldn't agree with you more, Craig. And we're still pushing and we're still uh, uh, still asking everybody to do the same. And I, you know, we've gotten a number of people that have. 
And Craig's been cut off, of course. Um, he gets 15 minutes, and that's it. So, um, you know, for anybody who's listening and didn't know, that was Craig Cecil. He's currently serving a life sentence in federal prison for pot. And um, we live in a world where I get 20 people a day wanting to talk business with me. And every time I talk about, well, why don't we uh, end prohibition? Why, why doesn't somebody help me end prohibition? Um, the interest is much less. Everybody wants to, you know, get that new business deal going, get that new thing happening. And when it comes down to the real work, that's going to let everybody, I don't know, have an opportunity to have access to this. You know, maybe you got a business, maybe you don't. That's not the issue. The issue is everybody has a right to have this plant if they want it, without it being exorbitantly expensive, without it being uh, uh, so fearful that you can't try to grow it yourself because you're afraid you're going to get busted, and all those things. So, anyways, we're going to get back to Zemtech for a second, um, and then we got to get back on it. We're uh, burning through time like we always do. So, Zemtech, I, I don't know if you uh, if you know who Craig Cecil is, but He's a guy that I've been, uh, you know, friends with for five, six years now, and um, you know, he's serving a life sentence in federal prison, and it's uh, very disturbing to me that that's happening. And you know, we're we're pushing, we've been pushing for ten years to end prohibition altogether in whatever form that we can. So, um, why don't you give us your information on how somebody can get a hold of you? And maybe we can find that uh, that that uh, leader, that person that's willing to speak out, that's a, a native of Missouri or or wants to be a native of Missouri. I'm sure you'd, you'd uh, take on somebody uh, that wanted to move out there if they were willing to, to steer the ship a bit, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Especially right. if they're willing to work with their own worst enemy for legalization or decriminalization or whatever. Hey, I will be helping 100% on this. But otherwise, I'd like to comment on a couple things that you and uh, your friend talked about, like your cannabis and government money. Even with legalization, a government will be making a crap load more money because look at all the jobs that the cannabis industry will create. And now the government's getting all that income tax. From all these people. You. Now, all the sales tax. However, though, of about your black market thing, the sales tax needs to be low. Because you keep on, if you do like out there, I believe out there in California, you guys got an insanely high sales tax, if I remember correctly, or at least you used to. Oh, yeah. Or oh. some other state. And all what that does, and like out in Colorado, I know they got an insanely high sales tax as well. And and that doesn't do anything to stop the black market at all. See, I want to get rid of the black market. And full legalization, like what Missouri Cannabis Reform support, mostly would eliminate the black market for marijuana or cannabis or whichever you want to call it. I know some people don't like the word marijuana. <laughs> then, uh, But otherwise, the best way to get a hold of us is on Missouri Cannabis Reform, our Facebook page. We have a page and a group. But the group is for locals only. But the page, it's for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're from Timbuktu. You can help 
support the page by liking and sharing it. Uh, it's a, our tag is MCR2016, because that's when we were first trying to go for full legalization with a uh, Mark Penderson. I don't know if you know him or not. We tried to get him to add a yeah, simple yeah, do not Mark. sell to minors. Yeah, we tried yeah. to get him to add a simple do not sell to minors to his thing that he was submitting, and he refused to do it. And see, yeah, that's another thing that we need. Pretty, uh, pretty dead set on the way. You know what, though? I'm, you know, he, he, he's. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and he took an effort to, uh, to, to write the thing and and to uh, put a lot of effort into it. And you know, that's one of the things that kills me is we have a lot of good people out there that that have a lot of good uh, uh, input that they could. That they could. I sat with Mark Pedersen and a dozen people um, in Georgia, and we agreed we were going to hammer it out, work together, and 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 build this, you know, new coalition. And you know, six months later, it all just kind of petered apart. And all these great people that were doing all this great work kept doing great work, but we weren't able to uh, to hold it together. So, uh, you know, it's just going to take enough of us that are willing to keep working. When, when other people don't want to and uh, willing to, to keep showing up when, when people, uh, you know, have, have other things to do. And, and it's, it's, it's going to take, um, take determination, I think. It's a, it's a marathon race, not a sprint. Um, but anyways, Zemtech, we're running out of time, so I need to uh, get your contact information. If somebody wants to participate and help you out with your uh, Missouri Cannabis Reform, how are they going to get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of us is, like I said, up on Facebook, the Missouri Cannabis Reform page. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, we need shares, likes, uh, just help get the word out about our legalization effort. Perfect. That's the best well, way. Well, I, I appreciate uh, you checking in, and I welcome you back. If you get any updates or if I get anybody that's uh, in your neck of the woods, I'll, I'll, I'll direct them to you. And um, awesome. I'll, I'll reach out to Dolores and see if I can't, uh, you know, see if she's not willing to participate a little bit. I know she's got a lot on her plate, but she's a local and she's got uh, she's got a voice. Awesome. That would be really awesome. Because like I said, Excellent. I'm just looking for the right public leader and we're off to the races. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming aboard and uh, I look forward to you calling back with an update one day soon. All right. Well, hopefully. Well, anytime that you want me back on, just give me a holler. I certainly will. All right. Well, thank you very All much. Right. You have a great afternoon. Great evening. You too. All right, folks. Um, we got about 15 minutes left in the regular hour show. Um, got a lot of updates today. So let's just jump right on into it. We got uh, Mike and Sarah. We got Pete Yapel. We got Glenn Keeling. Um and then we got Tom Corby to wrap it up. So there's four. I'll take that gives you, let's see, 15 minutes divided by four. You all got about less than five minutes. So we'll start up with Mike and Sarah. This is our Kansas chapter, and uh, these guys have been tearing it up and running into some bumps and bruises along the way. But why don't you uh, give us an update? How are you guys doing today? Yeah, we're not doing too bad. Hello. We'll, we'll just give hey. you a quick rundown on the bumps. On the bumps and bruises, you know, we're, we're trying to push the medical marijuana bill up here in Kansas, and then the 
Democrats and Republicans got into a huge little tizzy over Medicaid expansion. People came in and hung banners, like huge banners, all down the Capitol, pissed everybody off. So we have to just kind of sit back and chill right now because we're trying to get up there in people's faces about it. It's not going to get a good warm welcome right now. So we're kind of waiting for it to chill out a little bit before we go back and pick up the pieces here. Did you find out when your uh, when your legislation goes gets back into session after they go on their break? No, I haven't found that out. But I think that the fifteenth, the week of the fifteenth, is going to be what we're shooting for. Okay. It may well, be. Hopefully the, everything. It may be. Have, yeah. Hopefully everything will have calmed down a bit, and and uh, you know, I, I I I wish people would plan stuff out better. Sometimes, you know, a, a, a big show, a big a, you know, a big display, a big rally is is good, but you know, I always wonder, what if we had some clear messaging? What if we actually had a plan that somebody could accomplish, and um, yeah. you know, a way to get to it? I don't know. I mean, it just might it might make more sense. What do you say? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to try to sneak shit in the back door. You know. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Well, we're all about whatever's the best way, and, you know, I, I don't ever want to ram anything down anybody's throat unless that's the only way to do it. If it is, then so be it, you know. But but generally speaking, you know, if we can approach somebody uh, with respect and with a, with a um, you know, a clear voice and, and, and be able to um, share our knowledge with these guys and get them to understand why it's so important to do this, Rather than try to force them to do something they don't want, it just seems I, I think that might make. I think with a certain amount of integrity. Yeah, yeah. To well, that's a rough thing in politics, though. <laughs> I know that's right. But you know what? Well, Joe. Have it, and eventually people get to recognize it. You know, one of the reasons that our organization has lasted the way it has and grown the way it has is because we've always done what we said we were gonna. And when things got rough, we kept going. And it's, you know, integrity goes a long way. And, you know, anytime anybody picked up that phone and said, hey, I need help, somebody would reach back to them and say, what do you need? Well, how can we help? And, you know, right. that, that, that is, you know, if we hadn't have been doing that, you, we, we would have never connected because we wouldn't have been here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, yesterday I almost wanted to cry. Yesterday was a pretty rough day all the way around. I was just feeling all kinds of sorts of beat up. You know what I mean? Like, damn, man, it's going bad from every angle. Well, you know what, though? The thing of it is, is, is it's the lumps that we learn from. So, you know, as, as long as you can get back up on your feet and, and, and take a minute, you know, sometimes you need to take a couple of days and, and rest up and, you know, let the bruises heal a bit. But, but meanwhile, it's our ability to, to, to get back up and keep going that makes the difference. That's how I know we're going to win out there in Kansas because we're not going to give up. We're going to keep going, and we're going to wait for that oh, perfect time. We're going to we're going to drive it home when the time is right. So, you know, that's, 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 that's exactly – you said that exactly right, when the time is right. I need to learn to slow down and trust in the process and not try to rush it so much, to be honest with you. Well, you, like, I'm you saw the picture of my forehead, right? About a month ago, you saw, you saw the yeah. picture of my forehead about a month ago, right? 
that's what I got I for Russian. I, that's what I got right. for rushing around. Hurry up. And guess what I do now? I don't rush around and hurry up no more. I had somebody today. I, that, I need to take a little bit of advice. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody today that, that is in a hurry for me to answer, and they sent me a, a little um, text message that had a little meme on it that said, um, speed it up, why don't you? You know what? I didn't even answer her. Tomorrow I might. Right. That's that's how I look at it. I go, there's nothing there's nothing I need to move that quick on. I'd rather I'd rather move carefully, I'd rather move forward and I'd rather move once than to have to keep scurrying around and, and, and you know, taping my head back up. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> I hear you on that note. Well you guys are doing great and uh just like I said, just just keep aware, keep looking for the the right opportunity, and and just know we're right there behind you. Anything we can do to to, to help it to help it happen. We're working on it, man, and we'll definitely give you more details as it comes closer to setting up that whole thing when your wife gets a puppy. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, like I said, if it if it if it makes something have a chance to happen out there, I'm more than willing to take on another puppy. So, you know, we're we're right there. We take one for the team. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, I appreciate you being here, and uh, we will talk soon. Let me know if anything changes. Yeah, thanks, Joe. You betcha. All right, Mike and Sarah, Kansas. All right, we got uh, Glenn Keeling. Now, Glenn's been fighting a battle now for, shoot, more than a year. And uh, when I first met Glenn, his wife Peggy called up, and Glenn was locked up. And uh, we, we, you know, began the awareness and uh, – Glenn got out, and uh, one of one of so few people, he's decided to get out there and fight. And he's been a warrior, and he's showed up, and he's out there helping other people, and um, it's exciting. Uh, Glenn and Peggy and the whole family, um, the the uh, Creative Care Beacon chapter in Ohio. Glenn, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. Hey, Bill. Thank you very much. How are you guys tonight? I am fantastic, above ground, breathing, currently out of custody, and no gaping hole in my head. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that's healing up for you. <laughs> I got a trifecta. Right. Hey, well, I, um, we're still in kind of limbo. We're waiting on the judge to, to make a ruling on our briefs. Um, our briefs were turned in January 14th. So, um, yeah, we're still waiting for the judge to make a ruling on that. This makes uh, the 17th month now going through this case. It started uh, October 31st of 2017. Um, Yikes. Yeah, it's a long time. Nay, it doesn't matter how long it takes, though. That, that we're not, you know, the, the war on drugs, you know, I, I, we had a meeting the other night, and we were discussing this, and I was talking about it last night, but, you know, you can go, you Google it any county and any place in America, and you pull up their county roster and you check them out. There's the dealers aren't there, the top people aren't there. The people that are there are the addicts and 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 and, and the patients, people that are suffering. The war on drugs is absolutely the war on addicts and patients. So keep that in mind. It's not the war on drugs because they don't really give two shits about the drugs. It's the people because the people themselves continue to give them the money. 
We're not doing that. Piss on them and piss on that. We're fighting this because we're not criminals. We're patients, and we're not going to let them run over us. Listen, it was pretty cool today. We was on our way down to Dayton, um, and a lady, her name is Emily Graham Handley, um, from Creative Chaos Production Company in uh, Connecticut. They're doing a documentary called The Pain Contract. Um, and the Creative Care Beacon, Peggy and I, are going to get a chance to be in this documentary. Um, present right. our side of the story and everything. They, um, we also put the uh, human solution out there and, and our, what we do and, and everything along with um, our story because our story is intertwined with the human solution. The, inter- the human solution intertwined with our story. It's just not our story. It's everybody's story that, that goes through this. You know, um, it, It's sad that it goes day to day, You know, and hopefully the, the judge will... Um, eventually make a, a ruling on this, but until then, you know, your pictures with the postcards, uh, those are all appreciated. Those all help, and, and that, they see that. They can't ignore it, you know. Um, the more people that know this and the more we stand together, the stronger we are. <clears throat> you know, I, I appreciate all the support, man, and I, I am grateful that for the human solution. And listen, I know people out there listening, we say this week after week after week, that You've got to reach out, people. If you're going through something, man, it doesn't matter whether it's a case or not. If you're just suffering, man, reach out. We're here. We give you guys our number. It's easy to contact us. We're the Creative Care Beacon, the Human Solution International Ohio Chapter. My name is Glenn Keeling. My wife is Peggy Kimmel. My phone number is 419-863-0498. Together, we got to stand. It's so true. It's so true. Well, Glenn, I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate the update. And, you know, like I said, we're we're here with you guys. You know, hopefully uh, your case will get wrapped up soon. You get back to living a little bit. My case took six years, and, uh, you know, I'm still reeling from it. You know, it's – it's uh, that that's the deal is, is they, they, they beat us up and they get paid for it, and uh, we show up and, uh, you know – we pay for it. <laughs> so. Right. You know, I made a post today. I posted it out there, and it's not every prosecutor, but here in my case. And it's kind of crazy because he is the highest paid official in our county. He's paid higher than any of the judges. He's paid higher than even the mayor of the city. Come on, what the hell is that? The prosecutor. Prosecutor's the highest paid fucking person in the whole I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Somebody's got to get paid higher than the prosecutor. It's, it's absurd. Yeah, he's a collector. That's, that's what it right. all boils down to. Right on. Right on. It's sickening. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe, for having me on, man. I love you guys very much. Thank you all. Oh, we love you, too, and uh, give my best to Peggy and the rest of the family. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Glenn Keeling, Creative Care Beacon, Ohio. All right, we got Pete Yapel, Solidarity Over Separation in New York. How's it going, Pete? It's going great, Joe. I got four minutes. Everybody put on a headband. Your hair will probably blow back. I'm going to speak like everyone (laughs) would. There's a lot going on. Uh, honestly, man, we are super – I'm telling you, we are so excited. We had that city hall meeting in Port Jervis this past 
week uh, on Monday evening, uh, and it was well-received. Had a lot of the council people come to us at the end, speak, and say, please, let's get this into a true proposal and get it out there so we can start to work on this. Then today, uh, today we, from that, yeah. Yeah, from that, uh, from that, we met and met some of the organizations that are already in town but aren't succeeding and really came to us for help, one of them being Empowering uh, Port Jervis, which is a group of teachers that teach. So they have a community center, and they teach there, especially there, to help within the community. Well, and they welcome anyone who wants to come in from the community to teach whatever it is they want to teach. So we have now been asked to now head up. Now we are heading up the CBD program for the city of Port Jervis, and we'll be scheduled to start to do that. We also, during during that, we have been in contact now with today the um, the 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 probably the best standing uh, attorney to have in their community that contributes to the community constantly. He actually even pays the rent on this on community. The, on the building itself so, that yes, they for that. that they're in. So we now have a meet. We are now going to see him on Saturday, and then the other biggest contributor, which is a businessman in town, we've been now at least given his name and been put out to be in contact with too. So the so. next thing that we're going to do is I'm going to set up an SOS website, and okay. uh, so that way we can actually formally take donations. Right, uh, specifically for the Port Jervis project. Right, for you know, that project. Right, that would still funnel all through the Human Solution International. Correct. But that way there's an official website for the actual project people can go to and donate if they'd like, whether that be time, service, whatever. Believe me, this is going to be a huge undertaking. It is. We have, we have, we have doctors involved already. We have, believe it or not, we even have Cureleaf, the New York dispensary yeah. that, uh, you know, that, that's what in. they offer here. And they even want in to help. And, and we've so, explained to everybody, this is volunteer work. Let me tell you <laughs> that uh, we're going to do this as a docu-series. So that I've also found a, uh, a another 501c3 here called Stockade Works that partnered with an actress, Mary Stewart Masterson. And um, they are, I guess, like uh, uh, they go around, they're, they're like scouts. They look, they look at different locations here that can be filmed that can look like places like L.A. or like the New York City, but they don't, they're, they're not as expensive. <laughs> Right, because we okay. have all that topography. Right, so so they have a lot of they have the equipment we don't that we don't have. They, they have state of the art studio. State of the art studio. It's crazy. So I uh, hooked up with them and reached out to them to see if we could partner with them in some way. And and uh, they're five hundred one c three. They're community driven, and that's where I'm hitting them. So, so. Sweet. sweet. Well, that's the deal. Is five hundred one c threes are by their nature. Supposed to be working with other 501c3s on some that's projects, right. and and it's, that's, that's right. how the whole nonprofit uh, world is is does work and is supposed to work. And a lot of times, right. you know, if there's grant money, a lot of times multiple different organizations will get together. So um, I, I think this is fantastic. You guys just keep blowing me away every time I turn around. You're doing something <laughs> hey, well, like a. It's, Right. I just want to. I want to say something to everybody, and, and please take a lesson from me. I ran myself to the point of 
of being in a hospital thinking I had to have my heart operated on folks. I dug myself in thinking, oh, I got to do, I got to do, I got to do. I had to take a step back, like Joe was saying earlier. We, I have taken a step back, reevaluated everything, mm-hmm. and things that are important are what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's how I prioritize my life. This is just a very important project to us. We believe we can truly help this community. Listen, guys, this community has a huge hospital in it, and they don't even have a maternity ward. Yeah. And the median age of a pregnancy is under the age of 19. This community needs help. So uh, if we can be that, like you say, that beacon, we'll be that beacon over here, you know, and we'll be solidarity strong with our fist in the air, and and that's what we've got going. We will be part of the solution. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys are killing it, and um, I can't wait to see how this starts to unfold. I mean, this community center sounds amazing, and the ability to have a a, a location to teach – um, I mean, mm-hmm. geez, you know, it, it, it's what it's all about. So, anyway, um, we're doing it. I love it. I love it. Well, it, 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 it's highly likely I'll be out to New York before uh, before the year's out, and uh, we'll be working on one thing or another. Probably, probably a bunch of things at once. Absolutely. Yeah, Joe, we wanted to talk to you about it, too, just because uh, we didn't know or we'll talk to you about about the project, uh, uh, you know, tomorrow. I'll give you a buzz tomorrow because I want to I want to ask you something. What you're. We'll find a way to make it work. All right, guys, we're in overtime now. I appreciate you guys uh, letting me know what's going on. Um, Somebody wants to get involved with solidarity over separation in New York. How do they do it? They can call me, 845-522-3162, or always our webpage, www.canawetalk420.com. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Pete and Helen Yerpel, folks, a powerhouse team. You know, one of the things that I've been mentioning this, this last couple of years, we've brought more couples uh, together to help out. We have uh, a number of chapters now that are headed up by couples um, in Canada and Ohio and New York and Kansas uh, in in Central California, Northern California and Southern California, all chapters headed by couples. So um, it's it's exciting and uh, more to come. Uh, a, a chapter coming up out of Florida happening soon as well. Uh, another couple. All right, we got Tom Corby here to bring it home. Let's see what's going on with the man, the one, the only, the lion, Tom Corby. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you, Joe, Becca, Mary, uh, and all those on the front lines coming together. Find the end, this failed war on cannabis. Uh, a lot of folks want to thank you all out there, how we're doing. I never thought I'd walk again. I just walked up the stairs with some crutches, and Joe, you know these stairs well. I do. You, you got here. stairs going on. Well, it's time to get you up here, and I got bought Well, I, 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 one of these days soon enough, I think we'll uh, we'll have to get ourselves up there. Well, yeah, and, and then I got Bob Jarrett, Frank Tanan right here, and they're hey, all Hey, what's up, Hello, Joe. Uh, nice to see 
talk to you again. Uh, just want to give thanks out to the Human Solution and everybody for uh, everything. I mean, it's changed my life completely, you know, to where uh, now I educate and help others instead of just uh, standing by in ignorance, you know, and uh, doing nothing and expecting something to get done for nothing, man, you know. You got to get out there and you got to do it. But uh, it's always a pleasure and it's uh, wonderful being here with Mr. Uh, Tom and Donna Corby and uh, hanging out with them. And here's Frank Canan. I think he'd like to say hello. We love you guys. Right have a wonderful evening. God bless you. You got Hang it. On. Hey, brother. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Frank, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. We're about to prepare some salmon and asparagus <laughs> and broccoli and stuff for dinner tonight. And, yeah, doing yep. it up right. Yeah, so. that sounds great. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, <laughs> we'll be able to get ourselves up there sooner than later. How's Donna been doing? Yeah, that'd be, be really nice. Uh, she's been doing great. Uh, we've been therapy this uh, past couple of days has been. She's done remarkable progress in this past couple. Oh, of weeks, good, so. good, good. So Excellent. Well, just in the past two days, like we've had a lot of more movement and a lot of uh, groundbreaking things happening. So we're super happy. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, like I said, I miss you guys and. Um, I, I wish I could just like snap my fingers and just pop up over there. <laughs> well, someday we might have that technology, Joe. That's it. We'll push the button. Transporter, engage. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Joe. That's right. But I love you All guys, right. and it's always great to see you. And it'll be great to see you one of these days soon. You got it. Well, we will talk soon, and uh, until. Until next week, folks, um, and if you guys, if anybody has a, uh, a guest or if you're a guest and you want to come on the show, get in touch with us. Um, go on to the website, thsintl.org, and uh, send us a message. We're always looking for a good guest. And um, you know what? All I have to say is uh, Willie Nelson likes us, too. I am Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my mind. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.